Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen and ladies, to another week of the Medicine Ball Podcast. You could have chose to spend your tamoleons anywhere. That's my currency for time. But you chose to spend them here. I never take that lightly. Thank you. Before we get too far into it, you already know, let my beat drop. Yes, yes, let's get into it. It's the Medicine Ball Podcast with your boy LS3 to be exact. And if you're in any shape, at least your brain should be. Welcome to the Medicine Ball Podcast, where we focus on giving your brain a six-pack by exercising your mind. Now, exercising your mind means that you actively think about and deal with all situations by first seeking to do anything other than what you are normally programmed and or comfortable in doing. Now, if you're not someone who purposely looks for alternatives as opposed to reacting in ways that require little to no effort because we already know that's easier, this will first require that you start practicing the idea of looking at things with the unbiased point of view, which in itself will increase your curiosity in life. Now, most people aren't used to this way of thinking, but just like anything you want to get better at, it requires effort, practice, and hard work. Now, exercising your mind won't give you all the answers. You will, however, begin to live with more empathy, understanding, and peace, while simultaneously equipping yourself with more options and effective tools to help you deal with this thing called life. Before we go any further, I'm no doctor, no psychologist, no psychiatrist. I have, however, been diagnosed with bipolar disorder level one for 16 years. And you know, I got to a point in my life where I was looking at the person I was becoming versus the person I wanted to be. And that required me, amongst other things, to start looking at my mental health responsibly. Now, whether or not you're diagnosed or you know a loved one who is, or maybe you're just one of the many people I'm sure who can deal with some tips, tricks, and hacks to help you get through this thing called life, you already know this is your family. Pull up a seat, kick up your feet. Welcome to Medicine Ball. Let's get right into it. Now, this week's episode, season two, episode 17, Slight of Hand. Yeah, yeah. Now, before I get too far into this episode, I want you guys to do me a favor. Follow me here. Write down or pick a number in your head wherever you are between 1 and 50. It has to be a double-digit number. Both numbers cannot be the same number. And both numbers need to be an odd number. So pick a number between 1 and 50. Has to be double digits. Cannot be the same number twice. And they both have to be odd numbers. Keep that number. Let's continue. All right, all right, welcome. Like I said, this week's episode, sleight of hand. What is that? What does that mean? When most people hear sleight of hand, what I thought of was magic, and that leads us into some stories. All right, so for those of you who know me and who don't, or who know me but didn't know this about me, I am a huge fan of magic. And when I say huge, I'm talking like, I could probably give you a book report on Harry Houdini's life right now, or at least his biography. You know, um, David Copperfield was always like somebody I looked up to. And I mean, like I'm in Atlanta, Georgia, and we have this place called Eddie's Trick Shop. Now, my fascination with ma- uh, magic happened before I started visiting Eddie's Trick Shop. Um, you know, I would get little just wherever I can, man. Even if when I would go to Toys R Us, I know if you're young, you definitely like Toys R Us. What's that? But I'll go to Toys R Us like I would always be like. The kid who wouldn't necessarily always go for the action figure. If your parent was like, yo, pick out a toy, I would be getting the magic stuff. So fast forward, Atlanta had this place called Eddie's Trick Shop. And this particular Eddie's Trick Shop that I went to, the guy, now that I'm older and I know like about customer service and about like jobs and stuff like that. (laughs) This dude loved his job, man. And or maybe he just realized the responsibility that he had to affect somebody who would be interested in magic. So you would go in there 
and they would have like a trick of the, of the week or the day. I can't remember. I wasn't going every day, but at least the trick of the week. And of course, they do the trick for you and then they let you purchase it. And I remember this coin disappearing trick and my influence or my taking to magic started before that. Like as long as I could remember, I would always be trying to fake out putting a quarter in my hand and hiding it and all of that and sleight of hand. And um, he did his job. And I remember that particular trick because I still own it. And because I had put so much studying and liking into magic and just over the years, like even if I come across something on YouTube now that says something about sleight of hand or something like I'm going to go look at it. You know what I mean? So I still have that. But because of that, I'm able to certain magic tricks, depending on my audience situational awareness. We talked about this. I can still like around my nieces and nephews and like I'm not talking like no little kids, but like I could do a decent little quick magic trick. Don't run up on me and ask me. For, well, run up on me and ask me a magic trick. I might have it, but it's not like I'm walking around with a deck of cards or anything like that because it take a lot of effort. Once you get past just the general sleight of hand and misdirection things, peep my words. Once you get past that, like magic has a lot of preparation. So I'm going to tie a lot into it, but back to my story. So the ring trick and my brother was always there. So if he was at a magic show or some place where I bought a magic trick or the Eddie's trick shop, or even here in Atlanta, I know it's long gone, but in the underground Atlanta, right? They had this store that was dope. Like the whole, I don't even know how to explain it. The whole front of the store was like a hidden bookcase. I don't know if you've been to Atlanta underground and you got to walk around down there with the stores and everything, like the whole thing flipped out and it was some magic tricks there, but my brother was always there for all of that. And as I was doing the tricks, like, he would always be kind of around me or in the room, but like he was, I got older sisters, but they were gone by then. So it was like, he was right there. So he was the first person to see the latest tricks to see me practicing. He even knew where I had the box was. And as I'm telling this story, like this man might've been setting me up. So, um, you know, I would put on my little magic trick shows for like the friends and my family. And one thing I will say, especially my mom, she was real big on that. Like She'd call up my aunt, my little cousins, whoever was around, like, yo, let them do the magic. And my brother, like, I could fool a lot of people, not all the time, but I was able to pull off the tricks, right? So I wasn't just like, even at that age, somebody fumbling around with a little hat. Like, I had some tricks, but my brother would always be that dude, like, yo, I know how you did that. Yo, it's right there. Yo, I know how you did that. It's right there. And I would just be like, man. And so it got to the point where, it didn't even matter about anybody else. It was just like, you know, I'm trying to fool him, right? And even now as I'm telling this story, like, he might have been using some of these tactics, but it turned uh, into trying to fool him specifically. So when you start dealing with magic, if you start on a basis, on like the ground level, the first thing you're going to start learning about is misdirection. Sleight of hand and misdirection, which leads further to more just like a diversion or more so a distraction. A lot of the basic tricks that I learned, I can't speak on it now, were based, a lot of them was based on like your ability to like control where somebody's attention was. Like I said, my goal eventually progressed to just like not wanting to pull off a magic trick for my family. Cause like your mom, like she could have knew him, but she was still gonna be, oh, how'd you do that? You know what I mean? Like most people, if they started magic, their goal would be to be able to do a couple of tricks, which was my goal. But it went from that to like, yo, I need to trick him. So I had to go back, reanalyze my goals. Okay, this is not for everybody. And think ahead to how I can get my brother. And I ended up getting my brother, but it wasn't necessarily based on learning new tricks. 
It was based on the setup. And let me explain that. I got to a point where when he would be in the room and whatnot, like, and this is after years for some of this stuff, like years of torture. If I know how you did that, I would let him see certain tricks. I would let him see certain tricks and I would be aware that he might not look like he's paying attention, but he in the room. Right. And I would slowly even like set situations up to where I would do a couple of tricks that I knew he was going to be able to see because I knew that would lure him into doing that. And long story short, because I knew what type of tricks he was looking at and what he was looking for, I was able to just at that time be like, yo, check your back pocket. Oh, Zoom, how'd you do? Misdirection. Sleight of hand. And I want to talk about that for a second. Because that happens a lot in life. Sleight of hand. There's a lot of misdirection. A lot of things that could distract you from the goal. When a magician says, hey, follow the card. And they do some sleight of hand or misdirection. All it takes is that one second for them to take your eyes off of the prize or off the goal, so to speak. And bam, they've manipulated it. Now you lost for real. And in life, I think that happens a lot to everybody, myself included. I think that we get fooled by life's sleight of hand, the misdirection. And sometimes it's easy because the things that distract us or take our focus away are often the things that shine the brightest literally diamonds they shine things that are flashy but they're expensive they take our eyes away from the goal the prize sometimes in our haste they could seem good for that moment some things can legitimately be good for that moment but if holding off and waiting to the next thing is better overall is that thing really that good or is it a temporary fix misdirection sleight of hand and as i'm telling this story or i made this podcast i realized something my brother had a goal my brother had a goal to be a little brother yo how does man do this trick even if they was good he would sometimes i I bet you i bet you now even as i'm talking about it like i bet you sometimes he might not even know and he'll be like man i know how you do that and me I, just being who I was, man, oh, you always know everything. And he might have used it because my brother had a goal. His goal was to ruin my trick. It's what little brothers do. We kids. He was focused on that goal. He wasn't going to be distracted by sleight of hand or misdirection. Onto another level. So when I'm like, yo, pick this car, look at this car. No, nah, he looking at it because his goal isn't to get the answer right. His goal is to blow the trick and he wasn't fooled by my misdirection he wasn't fooled by my sleight of hand and that's how early on he was able to accomplish that goal of blowing my trick up goal accomplished once you get to that point where you understand the misdirection sleight of hand and that's the only power that a situation or a person has over you once you understand that's what's going on and how to look for it and what to look for Then in a way you win back control and you can also start and I'm not trying to use any of these tactics or my powers for evil, but you can start bluffing. You could really start bluffing on some situations. And a matter of fact, I'll do it one better. I'll explain it in a non evil way. It's called credibility. Matter of fact, let's take it to my man, Jesus Christ and religion real quick. A lot of the New Testament, from my understanding, I ain't trying to get theological here or go into theology or anything like that. We're just talking logic. A lot of from what I understand, the New Testament was stories written by his disciples. 
And the reason that they went so hard is because they had proof. He was credible. He had done these blessings and whatnot. Like, I think the problem with us today, especially if you have a hard problem looking at religion and whatnot, is we've been built on a society of credibility and proof as far as the eyes can see. If Jesus Christ was still walking around, like healing people up from blindness in front of our eyes or something like that, like, I think people would be much more open. But it's just like, that's really another story because. If Congress told us tomorrow that there's going to be a stimulus in two weeks or we'll get another stimulus before the year is over, man, we probably not going to go and say, hey, let me see the Constitution. Let me see the bill. Let me see all the signatures on it. We just going to be like, oh, yo, they said they're going to do it. They're going to. That's another story. But anyway, back to this life includes a lot of sleight of hand. And so often I see in myself, which is where it started. And then as helping others, I'm able to see it. But within myself. I see where I often get distracted and I get hung up on something and it takes me so far off of my path, off of my GPS of where I'm trying to go and what my goals and things are focused on that it takes me by the time I realize like, yo, you off your path. I've done so much damage and I've gone so far out that I got to do so much backtracking and like that's a rate that's not being efficient. Right. So in life, it's going to happen. Um, and there's things that are going to distract us. Like I said, they are going to get you from the bigger goal or bigger picture, your bigger goal or your bigger foundations. Well, say it be to run your own business. You know, you may get a couple of stimulus checks and might want to do a little raffle at your church or something. You, you see what I mean? And I'm not trying to say it in a, in a way of it's that critical, but it is that critical. It could be as easy as dealing with relationships with somebody. If somebody does you wrong, but your foundations and your goals and your bigger picture are to be a happy, peaceful, loving, kind person. If somebody does you wrong, even if they did you real wrong, wrong, and you find yourself putting too much time and energy into like getting them back, you have been distracted. Life has played sleight of hand on you, especially this life when we talk in religious and spiritual Like This fleshly life, it got a lot of sleight of hand and misdirection on it. And uh, the other part that I said, and I just want to elaborate on this, it could be flashy. It could be flashy. It could be something that um, looks good or stands out, sticks out. Something that's meant to caught your eye, does what it needs to do. And one thing about flashy things is that reflection can blind you. Bars, y'all slow that down. When stuff seems flashy, that same reflection can blind you from that goal, all right? And the other thing is um, it could seem like the best choice at that time. And I'm taking one step further. It can be the best choice at that time. But that's only thinking about it within that time. In order to avoid being misdirected when it comes to your goals, your life, your principles, who you want to be, you got to know the bigger picture because what is good is not always good at that time. So I'm going to wrap this thing up with following with my brother and how does that work. Distracted from my goal or bigger picture. I got so caught up on wanting to trick my brother that I had to go back to the bigger picture, which was, yo, yeah, I wanted to trick him, but misdirection. I had to up it a step. It could be flashy. When it came to magic, man, I was a little kid, man. So when I at that time, if I'm spending $25 on a man, I only got 25 Thank you, mom. Basically. And it could seem like the best choice. Hmm, what trick am I going to do on this, man? Oh, this is the flashiest trick right here. I spent a lot of money on it. It looked really cool. This might be the best choice. 
Now, I'm going to revert it around to that question I asked you guys at the beginning. The number is 37. If it's not 37, come at me. Medicine Ball LS, the number three, on my Instagram. Come up under my post and at me, and I'm going to like your post or reply to it if your answer wasn't 37 to the question that I asked at the beginning. Now, the bigger goal or picture is right off the bat when you ask somebody something, you set it up the way I did with magic, they're going to think it's a trick to it. So I've already distracted you guys from what it really is, which is just common math. The second thing is it could be flashy. Pick a number one through 50. That sounds good, don't it? Oh, my gosh. That's a huge amount of numbers he's going to tell people over a podcast to pick. And it could seem like the best choice. Whatever choice you pick is going to seem like it because the stipulations I set on it, um, I'm knowing behind the scenes, and now you guys know as well, there's only so many answers. If it's not 37, yo, come holla at me on my social media, Medicine Ball, LS number three, and I'll respond to your comment. So look, sleight of hand, life's misdirections. We all get them, and it's, it's crazy because like they're so constant, we're not even aware of them. How can we be better at it? How can we get back to our goal and perform that magic trick successfully? Well, I'm going to let you guys know that in this next seg. Check out this new beat. Yo, this beat is really a shout out to my brother. I'm going to let y'all hear a good amount of the beat because I gave it to him. Uh, he owns it. So, you know, if you want to take it to those people who are into that type of stuff, because I'll be worried about my beats. I'm going to have some experience. If you want to take it, yo, go ahead. You see how um, tenacious this dude is for a magic trick. Anyway, Medicine Ball, Season 2, Episode 17, Sleight of Hand. We're going to get past these misdirections. Check this beat. I'm going to be right back. Yeah, yeah. Welcome back, welcome back. You already know this is Medicine Ball with your boy LS3. And if you're in the shape, at least your brain should be. Welcome back to Medicine Ball where we focus on giving your brain a six-pack by exercising your mind. This is season two, episode 17. That was one of my latest beats. It's called Brotherly Love. Shout out to my brother. He has a successful business. If you need exclusive shoes, and I'm talking like exotic, so like not nothing that you go on, you know, Wear to the club and see the dude sweeping up the club wearing the same shoes. If you want them little, like, Travis Scott's, holla at me. I can get them to you, all right? Yo, season two, episode 17, sleight of hand. We talk about misdirections. We talking about distractions from the greater goal. And I related it in the first seg to magic. 
And I want to tell y'all how to go about, you know, dealing with this better, being more prepared, uh, having less distractions. And, and, and I'm not even going to say that because it's just not going to give you less distractions. But what it does is it allows you to become distracted less by these distractions that are plentiful, to be honest. All right. So the first thing you must do. And I talk about this often more and more. I feel as I progress with the podcast and the mental health thing is you got to have a solid foundation, man. You got to know yourself. You have to write down or even in your mind, you have to know who you want to be. Who do you want to be remembered as? What principles do you want to have? And that is important because that will lead you to your goals and your goals will be based on a solid foundation. We talked about this. Mine, my man, JC, Jesus Christ, not talking about your religious beliefs. I just know it's something good. If you want to think logically, I know it's more than that. But logically, I choose to follow something good that's bigger than myself. Because human beings is not good role models when it comes to being a judge of good and bad. We know this. We are not good at that. All right. You got to know yourself because you're going to have to go back and reevaluate your goals. Goals are adaptable as you should be. We talked about that in the previous one. If you're somebody who is stuck on a particular goal and the goal doesn't make sense, you're going to be miserable. I believe I gave the example about Metallica and Megadeth. And how the guy who started Megadeth was kicked out of Metallica. And even though he sold millions of records, he was always miserable because his goals wasn't right. His goals was to compare himself to his old group who sold hundreds of millions of records. You got to be able to reevaluate your goal and lock into it. Lock into it. Now, coming from the reevaluation of it, you got to modify it to make it to be more attainable. I'm not saying sacrifice. I'm not saying to settle. I'm saying let's be realistic. I'll give a layman's example. If your goal was to be a house to house person who was just able to speak to as many people face to face as you possibly can, that was your goal in your life. But we're in the middle of a pandemic. It would be ludicrous and it would drive you crazy for that to still be your goal. Your goal might be to need to be adjusted to, yo, let me just text message as many people personally as I can. You still reaching out, but you're um, readjusting your goal. You're modifying it to make it more obtainable. I talk about this all the time. You want to get as many wins in as you can. And sometimes them little four little obtainable things when you step back is the full game. Those little four quarters, if you step back, end up being a full game. Think about it. Got to know where you are, modify. And here's the most important part. And again, I always tell y'all when I say this kind of stuff, I'm talking to myself too. We got to follow through. We got to follow through. Me personally, I know with me trying to be more of a righteous, virtuous person, walking the way that God finds acceptable, like, yo, I get frustrated all the time, ladies and gentlemen. I get angry. I get mad. And like, because I make it a, a point to practice patience and being kind, I know that once I get to a point to where I'm upset, like I've been violated multiple times in the worst way. But you know what? I keep in front of me my daily uh my daily readings from the Daily Bible app, your Bible app. And because I, you know, and we talked about all this in previous episodes, was able to string together my thing about streaks. I got a thing for streaks. Because of that, it puts me in front of God's word every single day, no matter what. It's bigger than the streak. But just for the sake of having this conversation so y'all can kind of see how you can put these things together to get to a better place. It put me in front of that word every day. If nothing else for the street it's bigger than that, but it didn't start like that. 
And with that, because I look at that word every day, I'm able to constantly reevaluate my goals and make them to be more adaptable. If somebody does me wrong, yo, like you can handle that in a godly way. You don't have to go get them in trouble or go to seek justice for yourself or make sure that something bad happens to them. You don't have to associate with them. You could just ignore them. Now, here's the thing with that. If you ignore them, and this is what I'm learning to do in our practice, if you're ignoring somebody, if they come to you for help, you still got to help that person. And it depends on where you at. Me, I'm knowing that. Like, there's a lot of people who I will not proactively reach out to, but if they hit me up for something and genuinely needing some help and it's something that I can obtain and I just don't have to always go, because I'm still working, y'all. If it ain't something I'm going to have to break my back for, then I'm still going to help them. Like, I think I have a lot of good relationships still with a lot of the uh, people I have relationships with because, like, I'm not going to just burn the bridge. And I know how to swim. Like, I used to always say that. I used to always say, yo, I'll burn a bridge. I know how to swim. But that's not godly. You don't burn no bridges, bro. Separate yourself. You know, don't compromise yourself. Know why you're separating them. When I separate from people who have done me wrong, it's so that I don't compromise my goals and my values, which is being more godlike. It ain't for them. It ain't for me. It's for the big guy. You got to know where you at. Everybody fighting their own battle, their own story. So those are the main things, man. It ain't too much to it, you guys. But it's something that's constant. You must always reevaluate your goal. You got to always be looking at that. If you find yourself dwelling on something for too long or trying to figure out like, yo, what am I going to do? I'm going to be mad. You need to go back to your goals and then line up what you're going to do with your goals. Period in the story. Second one. Modify to make more obtainable. We all don't have these 2,000 long-term goals that we have drawn out detail, man. We live life in a bunch of short-term goals. We may not realize it. Your short-term goal when you get up for the average person is to get to work. Not even to get through the day. It's to get to work. Some people, it might be to get out of bed. Modify these little short-term goals to make them more obtainable in order to, you know, not get distracted by something that is not going to move you towards your goals. Remember, that's the biggest thing about distractions. They move you away from your goals. Like distractions are okay. I think in some way, shape or form, as long as you walking forward, if you walk in a straight path and you see a, a, a distraction and you kind of like start angling to the a one or two degrees to the left or right, you know, you'll work it out. It's those distractions where you don't made a whole right, two lefts and a right. And now you got to backtrack. We talked about this on the treadmill episode, man. You got to take all that way back. So be able to modify them to make them more obtainable and follow through, man. Follow through. And this is why I say that following through, I feel like is one of the most hardest things for people to do when it comes to decision making and just dealing with the adversities in life. Following through is the hardest thing to do because it holds a lot of uncertainty to it for most situations. You got to start following through and taking them slaps on the wrist because eventually you'll be able to know where you need to go ahead and follow through at. But if you're a person who's apprehensive or, you know, not willing to jump and again, don't be responsible with it, but you're never going to see what's on that other side. If every time some type of adversity or distraction comes your way and you're not willing to fight through it, you'll never learn how to fight, let alone beat it. Got to start learning how to fight, man. Follow through with it. All right. I'm going to leave it at that. Yo, real quick. I think I talked about this in my last episode, but I posted on Facebook and I'm going to say it real quick. So I was blessed by somebody with a newer version of an Xbox one. I know they got the next gen going coming out, but I know there's a lot of mothers and people who's have kids, male or female, who don't have a system. Since I was blessed, 
you know, um, I know some people might be like, yo, it's your Xbox though, but you might not know how Xbox works. I have games downloaded on this Xbox. I have like an external cooling fan on this Xbox. I have controllers, external hard drive with this Xbox. It's the whole kit and caboodle. It's absolutely nothing wrong with it. I just chose to take the new one. And it's not dirty. I'm a grown man. I think I mentioned this. It's not dirty. But I'm going to go ahead and, you know, try to get the little dust. It is a little dust from the fan and whatnot. I'm going to clean it up and whatnot. And next week, next week, if you made it to the end of this episode, you get this. Next week, two things I need you to do. Number one, find me on Facebook, the Medicine Ball group or the Medicine Paul page. Like or join the group or the page. Or you can go on Instagram or Twitter and follow me at Medicine Ball LS, the number three, Medicine Ball LS3. You need to do that because next week when I launch my podcast, at the end of the podcast, I'm going to say something. I'm going to say a phrase or I'm going to say a little quote or something that I say that you're only going to catch at the end of the podcast. From there, if you send me what I say, I will automatically uh, put you into the raffle and whoever wins, they get the new Xbox. All right. I'm going to do that again. Share this with your friend because ultimately it's about getting the message out. Email me at medicineballls3 at gmail.com and let me know you want to be part of it. And in that newsletter, I include like exclusives. And as a matter of fact, when I email everybody in this newsletter, if you respond back to the newsletter or you actually read it and respond back, I'll enter you in the raffle as well. You got a chance to get in there twice, all right? Yo, I love y'all. Stay up. Yo, let's avoid this sleight of hand. It's nothing but misdirections and whatnot, man. Before we get up out of here, You already know, man, if you haven't heard it or maybe you might be feeling down or doubtful or feeling like nobody understands you, you don't have a voice or somebody you can listen to or relate to. I believe in you. If you made it through this podcast, you're somebody who's trying to do something to get to a better place. I believe in you. I appreciate you and I love you. Keep your head up. You already know. Until next week, this is Medicine Ball with your boy LS3. You already know if you're in his shape, at least your brain should be. Exercise your mind. Get your brain a six pack. Season 2, episode 17, Sleight of Hand. I'm out till next week. You already know. Yeah, yeah.